into your interview. Yeah. Take one. Take one. Marker. Okay. We should rise to time started back in what what year was that actually? Now I just know it's like, Yeah, I mean the idea came in 2017. 2017. September 2017. And when I came to town, I noticed there was an issue with songwriter the way that songwriters connect and I think it's a subconscious thing here where we're just, we, we go to bars, we connect with songwriters however we can at Craigslist, do whatever we can to find songwriters. I went to LA, that's really what opened my eyes. I was writing with this girl who was under Universal, but it was another publishing company right under Universal. And she was like, I'm just so jealous of what you all have in Nashville because I can't find a songwriter unless I'm paired with them from my publishing company. I can't just go to a bar like you do in Nashville and find songwriters. So I have this little nugget in my brain and I'm advancing Creative Vets, my nonprofit, where we're pairing songwriters with veterans. And I'm thinking, I need a bunch of songwriters. I need, I need to continuously have songwriters for these veterans. So I have that second little nugget in my brain. And then I meet my now wife, and I'm like, I don't want to go out and recruit songwriters anymore. Because I went out to the bars every single night. From I'd get there when the writer's round started, and then I'd be there till the bar closes because I was trying to just find whatever songwriters I could. So I, I still remember I was coming home from the gym one day, and it just kind of hit me. I was like, how can I just sit on my, my couch and just find songwriters for the veterans and also solve the problem that the music industry has, especially around the country, which is connecting songwriters with people in their area just so they keep creating music. And that's when it hit me, just creating some super simple Tinder Bumble profile for songwriters so they can connect with people in their area. And that's when I knew I had to call somebody because Creativets is my full-time gig. This I don't think I could do it on my own. I need someone to kind of run this, be the CEO, and someone who believes in this vision enough to actually take it on. And the cool thing about Kevin, I didn't ask him to be a part of it, and that's what I did. I think I called two people before you, or I may even have called you in the middle of those, or even first, but then after it went down. Anyways, I call people to see if they're just interested enough in the idea to jump on board, because I, again, I don't want someone who's just like, that's a good idea, and then I have to ask them for it. The moment Kevin heard about this idea, he was like, we got to make this if this doesn't exist. That's how I knew. The other people are just like, oh, yeah, cool, 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 dude, cool, cool. I think something important, too, was the timing of it. Because at the time, you know, like my whole reason for moving here was to get into the music business, the music tech side. It was like what I'm passionate about, the music and the business tech stuff. So how do I combine those two things? And, you know, I just engrossed myself as much as I can. Like, let's go to these writers rounds. Let's meet as many many people as we can and i just want to learn as much as i can about the business and like how it works and so at that time i was kind of like the sidekick of a buddy's podcast and he was uh, just good friends with a lot of really amazing songwriters and artists and musicians and he would have them come on and they would tell their story not necessarily like hey tell me about your music or your songs or stuff it was more geared towards your story of how you got to Nashville, overcoming obstacles, kind of more on the motivational side of it. And I kept hearing over and over again, hey, I got to town. It was really hard for me, even though there's songwriters everywhere, it's still really hard for me to find other songwriters that I really meshed well with, that were kind of my group that I can continuously write with. And, you know, I'm kind of an introvert. I don't really like going out all the time, but that kind of was the push that I got of how you do that. And so I didn't think anything of it until he kind of, we connected and he's like, I've got this idea. And I was like, well, I keep hearing that this is a problem. So immediately ran back to my house, grabbed the huge, you know, white paper, 
and which I was we like, still have. which we still have, and we can we can look at them. But uh, let's wireframe this. So like, as he's drawing it out, I'm looking on the computer, like, how do songwriters connect? Is like, what apps are out there? What websites are out there? Like, how do how is it currently done? What's the market like? Because I haven't heard anything specifically for songwriters that's app based and stuff. But it was all, you know, from idea to wireframes on paper, four hours. You know, so for me, it was like, okay, I feel good, but we got to get it actually started. And how does how do we even set up legal paperwork, LLC and, and operating agreements and all these things. And so well, this, I think it's awesome, too, because we had like I was worried about tech, but he had the tech side cover. I had the songwriters and I had connections through creative. It's for yeah. legal and all that stuff. So it was kind of a perfect kind of yeah. mix of things I was worried about. He had covered the things he had worried about. I had covered. But what's nice, right, is is. Also being a part of the Nashville Entrepreneur Center, there was advisors and mentors that I could go and reach out to and say, hey, help guide us through this process and what should we look for? And they also were like, how much money do you have? And I was like, this much to get started. And they were like, go get way more. Cause, and I was like, no, we'll be okay. And I was like, oh yeah, we need a ton more. Um, but yeah, I think it was that whole idea of when I look back and see, hey, we started something and eight months into it, you know, my buddy had to had to stop you know it was a kind of make or break moment for us because it's you know hey it was a great idea we gave it a shot we we're like no like we've I, we're on to something yeah. here you up there like how did you and kevin like get your like paths intertwined and like to start the whole thing oh where it all started oh uh, <laughs> the wayne's world uh you need to make a meme that says that you need a man that looks at kevin the way richard looks at kevin <laughs> full story because when i first moved to town i met a uh, well actually i was volunteering at a church and one of the volunteers that i was working with just have this is like one of those crazy how how did this happen how do these people connect well i only knew her for a little bit and she knew a little bit about my story about coming here to start a nonprofit. That was really cool. And so we go to one of the rounds. Well, you weren't even there because I didn't know you at the time. At South, what was South? And it was a writer's round that I just like go to. And I walked in, didn't see anybody on the, the patio, but I see her. She runs out. She's like, Richard, oh my gosh, you got to meet my friend Chad. He's going to love what you do. And so I went back out and talked to Chad about all the stuff I was doing with veterans. And that's actually was Kevin's roommate. And that was mm -hmm. the one that email connected us saying like, hey, you need to meet Kevin. Because we were doing, he was, I think you were working on a startup thing with him too. Yeah. And I've known this guy uh, since I was in junior high. And he's Cincinnati guy, came to Nashville, was in the music space. And he was the one that was kind of the catalyst for me to actually go, I got to, I got to move to Nashville. And there, and so it was lucky that I knew him from growing up. And then he got me here to Nashville and then introduced me to Richard on, I looked at the email and the intro was October 16th, 2015. So I moved Can't here. Can't wait for the anniversary <laughs> gift. I know. So like, what did like, I mean, you've kind of gone over it, but like the first few weeks, like after the app launched, like what did that look like for you guys? Strictly depression. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually a funny story because we flew out, we were flying out to LA for the ASCAP Expo and the goal was to get it just on the app store so we could be, it was just he and I, we didn't have anything besides we should write sometimes shirts. No one had downloaded yet. It was like going to be our physical, hey, let's meet every songwriter we can, show them it, talk to them about it, and get this like immediate feedback. And 
we're getting ready to leave and I'm emailing the developers like it is well known that this is the date that we need to be on the app store because we're paid for the flight hotel like we're out there it's I'm like hey you know we're like two days out we're a day out it's on the app store we can't go out there and just talk about it like we need to actually show it and get feedback and I mean I remember getting on the plane and just it as I'm walking on, on, and it's not on the app store. The yet. app wasn't on the app like, store. Like I stepped on the plane. I'm just like, you know, I, I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, and so as you know, you get down from, and I think it was one of those Southwest flights too that didn't have Wi-Fi. So as we're like getting to like land, I'm trying to connect and just see my emails and see what if anything happened. And thank God, like we landed, and it was like email from the developers, like, hey, you're good to go. And I was like, thank God. But if you remember. Only it was only on uh, iPhone. It's only on iPhone, so that was another thing. And so, I feel like, and I'm sure there was a lot more to this, but I feel like what happened was he is probably one of the world's greatest walking up and just meeting friends and connecting with people and just being able to talk to them. So he's the perfect guy to just walk around and be like, "Hey, you songwriter, let me show you this." So I'm over watching him do all this as I'm taking notes of just the countless things that are just wrong, like three pages of notes of what needs to be fixed and changed. But that was the point of this, right? Like it's get it out there, get some feedback and see what isn't working. Or like you never know until you put it in someone's hands and they're like touching things on the app and you're like, why are you pushing that? They're like, I don't know. I feel like I should be pushing that. Like, or when you watch is the first person to get on an app that makes that you need to connect yeah. with other people with. Yeah. And so we're walking around and I finally get this one guy to sign up for it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're going to sign up for this, but nobody's going to be on it. You're but the first. it helps you connect with other songwriters. There's so just trying to sell that to a person when there's nobody else on the app, you don't really think about that when you think yeah. about apps launching. It's like, what was that grind to get the first user? Was there so much you know, marketing and money behind it that they just launched it to everyone and did this build up? Yeah. And here we are walking around with one phone <laughs> and just saying like, hey, you can connect with me. You got one swipe on you. Yeah. You just go. Uh, and meet but that I guy. promised him, I said, by the end of this, you'll have plenty of people to write with. Yeah. Uh, and it is one of those things. And I always tell most people I talk to that ask about apps. And I very much take after Reed Hoffman's quote on, you know, if you're not embarrassed by your first release, you've launched too late. And like, there's, it's been two years and I'm still embarrassed by some stuff, right? But it, the whole idea of that is like, get it out there and what you think is going to be a big problem and an issue and like people aren't going to use it. It's like, does it do what you said it's going to do? Does it connect songwriters? Yes. This thing's a piece of crap. I can't do any of these things. Or they get on and there's like two people in their area and they never get on it again. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, you, well, that's why we want to hands-on talk to everyone who got on there to show them what we're doing and how we're going to continuously bring on songwriters. We actually kind of hated the fact that there's people signing on that we didn't know. Because that's why we did it in Nashville mainly was just walking around telling people. But one of the coolest thing was when we same ASCAP Expo that we went out to launch this thing at, when we flew back, because we told some people about Nashville, like, hey, it's out now. So when we flew back and touched down in Nashville, I got on the app, and there's people I didn't know on it. And that was kind of also exciting, mm -hmm. because here's a guy I would have never been able to connect with, and I feel like I'm a new writer coming to Nashville, and now I have people I can connect with. This is the yeah. coolest thing, because it was doing what it was meant to do. In the following year, we went back out to the ASCAP Expo, and this is the first time we actually like put in resources to, you know, hey, we're here. 
We actually had a booth this time. So we, we had a booth. Shirts being like, you yeah. want to come talk to me? We had like stickers in a booth and t-shirts and that was a Even situation. Even though they in the corner. I know, they pissed in the corner. No, we put the baby in the corner. But what was cool is we ran in to the first guy that downloaded our app. He was there again. Was oh my there. gosh. So we took a picture with him from the first time. Be like, yeah, that's our first user. And then like the we went out there the next year and we're like, hey man, we need another picture with you. So like when we posted it, we were like our very first user and then a year later, uh, and then it didn't happen this year. You guys are low-key like kind of an iconic duo, so like, <laughs> what other iconic duo would you compare your oh relationship my gosh. to? First off, iconic I've never duo, heard that before, I've never heard that either, uh, great we question. We appreciate it. Isn't it weird that my, my immediate thought went to some cartoon? <laughs> no, mine did too, like, probably not the one. Like, yeah, it was kind of like Pinky and the Brain. Oh, you ever seen it? You know, like... Try to take over the world. Kind of, you know, because you always have these crazy awesome ideas. Yeah. I mean, we'll just say, you know, Pinky... Pinky and the his Brain. His were always terrible. Since, um... I mean, Bradgelina. You know, <laughs> uh... But it's weird that my brain went, I don't know, like some cartoon. like where there's. A... Then I started thinking about music. I was like, FGL, are we going to do all of that? <laughs> But I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense because we're it's some TikTok stars that we should mention, but I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know their names. Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio. Yeah, that's pretty much. You that. literally could say any name right now, and I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what gets you out of the bed in the morning to keep pursuing this? Well, our yeah. answers might be a little bit different, but it probably will be. Yeah, I mean, actually, they're kind of similar. I feel like what probably you said a similar, before. you know. No, I mean, mine is uh, obviously uh, creative events because a lot of the veterans that we work with, when they leave here, because we fly them in from all over the country, I want them to be able to touch down and no matter what town they're in, find songwriters to help them heal through songwriting so they keep going. Uh, and just because the huge gap in all my friends who wanted to be songwriters who moved to Nashville, couldn't connect, and then left Nashville, even though I still love their music, I feel so bad that just because they're an introvert or they didn't know the right places to go to that they never made it. And so just to be able to give that opportunity to someone is, is kind of what keeps me going. Uh, I'll keep mine somewhat short because it can get very lengthy with this. But like, you know, what gets you up at night? There's probably 15 reasons or gets you up in the morning. There's probably 15 reasons. But, you know, I think one of the things is like this is something that, you know, I knew I was going to be a part of moving to Nashville is something like this. And like that was my whole goal and my dream. And you know, with my other jobs, it was like, hey, I'm going to, you know, make sure I'm financially okay until I find this thing or I'm able to, to pursue the thing that we're creating now full time. And, you know, when you raise money from investors, when you are your own boss and run your own thing, like you have to hold yourself accountable. And it's, I cheesily will say like the last year of my life is by far the littlest amount I've ever made but it's the most fulfilling year I've ever had like and it's because I get up and I go we are going to go accomplish this and we have people to hold that hold us accountable and it's it's hey we say we're going to do these things and I'm that person that if we put this on a roadmap or if we say we're going to go do something like I'm going to follow up and I'm going to make sure that that happens but I think what I you know on the music songwriting component of it it's it's when we hear and get feedback at this early stage of hey like one it's been my dream to write with a nashville songwriter you know as being from somebody that lives in texas and like you guys have been able to do that for me and hearing feedback from users saying like this is a great idea and this is brilliant where has this been 
And I always take that, like, I don't think I take it as much as a compliment as I think they're intending because I'm like, it's not an idea. It's actually a thing. <laughs> like, it's, it's, a, it's there. It, like, so that motivates me, right? Like, it's, it's those things that I'm like, oh, cool. Like, we made, we got really good press. And I'm like, but we got to get here. And it's, it's kind of that thing in me that's always just going, you know, what is that next marker that we're aiming towards? And I'm not going to let anybody down, let alone myself, because there's no, I, I have no other option, right? Like it's, you know, when you put in money that you've been making since you were 22 into this thing and you're like, man, you're almost 40, like it's got to work. And it, you know, like, and I'm going to make it work. Like I ain't hiring you if you yeah. move in. <laughs> You're like, I don't you know, want a failure. No, I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it's, there's that intrinsic motivation and external extrinsic, you know, like all those motivational things that just drive and go, look, like I got to get up early and I got, you know, like no one's calling and being like, Hey man, when are you coming in today? It's, you know, great. We have amazing interns that I got to make sure they are good and have things set up and, uh, they don't work for me. I work for them to help us. So. I'll stop there.